Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places close to our home. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. It's called the Danish capital of America. Today, we're going to Solvang, California. If you're interested in a unique getaway in Southern California, the historic Danish village of Solvang is a great choice. This is a place where you'll find the relaxation of the Santa Ynez Valley and proximity to Santa Barbara wine country. It's a place where you can stroll through a small village that has old-world European architecture, indulge in authentic Danish pastries, and take in the cultural heritage of this charming town. It's a place that looks and smells a little bit like Christmas all year round, and it's a perfect weekend getaway town. So Solvang is a place that we've visited many times. Mm -hmm. It's a place that more than one million people visit every single year. And today we're going to take you through some of our top things to do when visiting Solvang. But first, let's talk about why we went and then we'll tell you how to get there. Well, it was simple for us. We were camping at Lake Kachuma, which is just 20 minutes from Solvang, and we decided to take a day trip. Uh, since we had been there many times, we were familiar with it. And we knew we would have a good day. And we also wanted to ha- have breakfast. There a Solvang breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So getting to Solvang, it's centrally located in the heart of California's central coast in the Santa Barbara County wine area. From downtown Los Angeles, if you're familiar with that location, it's 129 miles to Solvang or about a two and a half hour drive. Or if you're in Santa Barbara, it's just 45 minutes north, and it's a sh- simple drive on the 101 northbound freeway. Simple drive on the 101? What? How could that be a simple well, drive? I, so, okay, so I only say simple from the standpoint of... It's straightforward. You don't have to get off here and get on here and get out. It's once you're on the 101, yes. you just keep going north. Yes, just, just expect to hit your brakes a lot. Well. Well. I mean, is that the experience? Depends on when, it depends on when you're hitting the Santa Barbara area. Okay. If you're coming from yeah. that direction. Yeah. I mean, so, Santa yeah. Barbara is always congested. Yeah. But one of the things that makes that a little easier to tolerate is on much of the drive, once you get past Ventura, you've got those views of the Pacific Ocean. So that always calms me down. That's true. And I find it super relaxing. Mm-hmm. You keep driving north on the 101 until you get to the town of Buellton, where you're going to exit on California 246 toward Lompoc Solvang. At that off-ramp, it's just three miles until you arrive in Solvang. And when you're in Solvang, parking is free in the entire town. Even the hotels don't charge a parking fee. Yeah, so. it's very, very tourist-friendly. Yeah, super friendly. So my favorite subject is history. So we're going to give you a little bit of history about Solvang. Between 1850 and 1830, there was a considerable amount of Danes that left Denmark, which was suffering from poor economics at the time. Some estimates state that as many as one in 10 Danes immigrated during this period, mostly to the United States. That's, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
And many of the places where they arrived in the United States, they set up their own communities or churches or schools. Many, many immigrants from all over the world did the same. Um, so the Danes were no different. So on January 23rd, 1911, there was suitable land that was found in the Santa Ynez Valley and a contract was signed and that's when Solvang was founded. Oh, and they purchased nearly 9,000 acres of land from the Rancho San Carlos de Juanata land grant for a price that averaged $40 per acre. Yeah. Yay. That probably was, that was a, a, a lot of money back then. Yeah. But geez, that sounds like a bargain today. I know. Today it does. In 1947, the Saturday Evening Post published a feature article about Solvang, and ever since, it's been this tourist destination. Yep. On TripAdvisor, when I looked at it the other day and typed in Solvang and then looked at things to do, there was 108 things that came up. And even though, I mean, you and I have been to Solvang probably at least a half dozen times over the years, and there's so many things listed that we haven't even done. So given how close we live, we're probably going to have to return maybe several times to check off some of the more of the top-rated attractions. But today, we are going to share with you a number of things that we've experienced in Solvang, both on a, a recent trip that we just did a week ago, as well as some places that we visited multiple times over the years when we visited. Like many places, always recommend if there's a visitor center, start there first. You're going to find the Solvang Visitor Center at 1639 Copenhagen Drive. And especially if it's your first time visiting Solvang, you can stop in here, get some maps, brochures, info on current activities that are in Solvang and nearby areas, and that'll get you moving on your way. And then you can start exploring some of these things. One of the places you're going to explore is the Hans Christian Andersen statue and the museum. There is a bronze statue, quite a large one, of Hans Christian Andersen, and it commemorates the author, and that is found on Mission Drive in uh, the Solving Park. A short walk down the street, then you'll run into the Hans Christian Andersen Museum. You'll find this museum is located upstairs in the Book Loft building, and it promotes the work of this famous author. This is the only museum in the USA celebrating the Danish author of such classics as The Little Mermaid, the Snow Queen, the Ugly Duckling, and the Emperor's New Clothes. So a little bit about Hans. He left his home, town of Odense, at a very young age, at 14 years old, to become famous in Copenhagen. The man had a mission. He certainly did, at 14 years old. And so he began to publish his fairy tales in 1835, and they came out in small volumes until his death. And to this day, they are read throughout the entire world. Mm -hmm. The displays in the museum include models of Anderson's childhood home and of The Princess and the Pea, another of his famous books. The museum also contains hundreds of volumes of Anderson's works, including many illustrated first editions, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah. And uh, I think many people our age are probably familiar with this, but if you've never seen the Danny Kaye movie of Hans Christian Andersen, I'd recommend soak that in before you visit Solvang or anytime because it's a, I think it's a really nice depiction of the life of Hans Christian Andersen. Yes. And Danny Kaye rocks. He does. Yes. 
fantastic actor. Yeah. Did a great job. Speaking about actors, another place that is of interest in Solvang is the Solvang Festival Theater. So on our recent visit, we did find that the theater was closed for renovation, but it is due to open, I think, within days of when we're recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. So this is a 700-seat outdoor theater. It was built in 1974 after the town put on a makeshift performance of Hamlet in a town park, and the community became so wrapped up in this concept of building a theater that the residents all got together and working as a team in just 58 days, they built what is now the Solvang Festival Theater. It's the only performing arts facility of its kind on the Central Coast in California, provides a large open-air venue for audiences of all ages. They attract about 40,000 patrons every single year. And when you look at this building from the outside, it reminds you of both Danish and Elizabethan architecture. It's got that kind of old English look. Since opening in 1974, the Pacific Conservatory Theater hosts a summer season that on most years has professional productions of plays, of musicals. The theater also hosts concerts. And um, it's a place that if you're going to be going up to Solvang, take a look at the calendar and you might see that there's a show that interests you during your visit there, especially if you're going to stay overnight. It's one of the additional things you can do in Solvang. Another place that I like to visit when I go to Solvang is the Christmas store called Yule Hus. It is one of those Christmas stores that survives all year round and gets a lot of traffic all year round. The only other one that I know that has been successful like that is one in Pasadena. Yeah, in Southern, at least in Southern California. Yeah, in for Southern us, California, yeah. yeah. But um, every time we go there, I want to visit. They always have some fun ornaments. They have different types of candles and things that are used to celebrate from other countries and, of course, from the Danish countries. So it's, it's a fun place to be. It is located on Mission Drive. It is open all year round, and it has been for over 50 years. It has old world tradition decorations. It has modern decorations. It has dazzling displays of blown glass ornaments, wooden nutcrackers and smokers, nativities. They have a lot of different things. So if you love Christmas like I do all year round, go ahead and take a look at that store. It's really fun. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a trip we've taken to Solvang without walking in that place. Yes. Yep. Bought a few ornaments, too. Yeah. So speaking about stores, one of the things that Solvang just has an immense number of is stores. So there's about 150 boutique shops that have all kinds of unique treasures. You're not going to have any problem finding a souvenir from your trip here. And among some of the unique treasures you're going to find are things like handcrafted music boxes, cuckoo clocks, all kinds of tchotchkes and t-shirts and mm -hmm. whatever you think of in um, that you're going to find in a tourist place, you're going to find it here in Solvang. And lots of Danish stores that have Danish household items, kitchen items. There's a lot of that as well. And for the ladies who collect Pandora charms on their bracelets, Julie, do they have that there too? They do. They do. I got my windmill on this trip. Yeah, just last week. Yeah. You're filling up your bracelets. I am. I have two so far. <laughs> yeah, and after all that walking around in the shops, going down this street and that street, you might get a little hungry. 
And they have plenty of dining options for you. There are at least 35 restaurants in Solvang, and most of them are easily within walking distance from the uh, downtown. Yeah. One of the things I think about when I think about Solvang is breakfast. So I've had a few memorable breakfasts over the years at Solvang. Today, I think one of the most popular places is a place called Paula's Pancake House. And we've eaten there over the years. You'll Mm -hmm. find Danish pancakes, Belgian waffles, French crepes over here. This place is on Mission Drive. When we went to Solvang just last week, we stopped at a place just down the street called Brekkies by Chomp. And that's another good place for breakfast. I found that this menu at Brekkies was a little bit broader than Paula's. We stopped here. We weren't disappointed. I got the Danish pancakes because when in Solvang, you get the Danish pancakes. But Julie, what did you have on your plate? I had huevos rancheros. Really? Is that is that traditional Danish food? It's traditional for me because okay. I'm part Mexican. So. Yes. And how was it? <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was very different. And just a little FYI, they're pretty good with the gluten-free uh, meals. So for anybody that is gluten-free, that's a really good option for you. Mm-hmm. And they have other stuff. Vegans. Yeah. I mean, they, they have yeah. a, a very wide variety of things. They also have in this wonderful town, of course, the Danish pastries all over the place. We had stopped at the many different places that has authentic Danish pastries from Danish bakeries themselves. One of the most famous is the Abelskiver, which is, it's very different. I mean, it looks like a large donut hole, but it doesn't taste like a donut. It's very airy. It comes with wonderful raspberry jam over it. They put powdered sugar on it. And it's it's lightly fried. It's not really heavy. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really good. Very yummy treat. So that's one of those things that's kind of unique in this area. I don't know that there's many places that you'll bump into that serve an Abelskiver. When you're in Solvang, that would be a, kind of a unique food that's local to the area that you'll want to try. Mm-hmm. Share it with some friends. And once you've eaten your Abelskiver, if you want to wash it down with something, in town, you can sample wine and beer at about 20 downtown tasting rooms. And if you have time, just a short drive out of the Solvang downtown itself, there's close to about 120 vineyards in the Santa Ynez and Santa Barbara areas. So if you're making a weekend out of a visit to this area, you can spend a day in Solvang. You can spend another day doing some wine tours. Just don't drink and drive, por favor. So when you're done with your food and your wine tasting, you can take a walk on the eastern edge of downtown and you'll find the old Mission Santa Inez. It is one of the most complete working missions that I've, I've seen. This one is really nice, very well upkept and restored, and it's really beautiful. The mission was founded on September 17th in 1804 by Father Estevan Tapis, and it was the first European settlement in the Santa Ynez Valley. The mission grounds is just absolutely superb. It has an unbelievable view of the Santa Ynez River Valley and the San Rafael Mountain Ranges. Yeah, we, we stood in that parking lot just overlooking that valley below, just a beautiful view. It was. Yeah. It just stretched out forever. 
Mission tours are available seven days a week from nine to five, and you enter through the gift shop to see the museum, the church, and the gardens. So there is an important thing that you probably should know about visiting this particular mission. Most missions that uh, we have been to, we've been able to walk in the church and spend a few moments in prayer or whatever it is that makes you happy within a church. And at this mission, Santa Inez, you can't do that unless you pay for the tour. So that's a little unusual for us. You also cannot go into the church while mass is being said unless you're attending mass. So it kind of leaves you with only taking the tour. Yeah, so the doors for the church are locked from the outside. There's one way in. And we've done the tour there before. I've, I've done it multiple times over the years. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen the inside of the church. Yeah, so I just want one of those things, again, to know about. If you want to see the inside, it'll be as part of the tour. But on the other side of the mission, there is a chapel that's open. Well, it's an adoration chapel. Yeah. So, so this is something... That is not something that you walk into and you're conversing and, you know, it is a very sacred place for Catholics. So if you do go into the Adoration Chapel, just remember to show great respect. Yeah, it's really a place for prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did stop in there last week as we were visiting the mission and you were busy with with something and I took a stroll out in the garden area and they do have um, like a Stations of the Cross Mm-hmm. walk in the garden mm-hmm. area. So that's something else that's on the grounds. They're just the beautiful grounds. And, and it's yeah. right at the edge of the downtown area of Solvang. So it, when you're in Solvang on the east end, it's just you walk across a parking lot and you're at the mission. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's worth seeing. And if you'd like to visit Solvang or any destination, we'd ask you to take a visit to our website, theplaceswherewego.com, and start your travel planning on our travel resources page. Whether you're looking for a flight, hotel, rental car, or savings for unique attractions, you can begin booking your next vacation at our travel resources portal. And if you book through the links on our site, it's a free way to support our show without any additional cost to you. So, as always, we sometimes talk about, you know, if we had more time on this most recent visit, we just spent about a half a day in Solvang. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned, you know, there's so many things there that we haven't seen just a few. If you're traveling to the area with little children, there's the Hans Christian Anderson Park that has a playground for kids, a music-making station with chimes, a rock climbing wall, and picnic tables. And perhaps in the future, we do have some little people in our life that we might take up there. And that might be one of the things that we do. Another place is Ostrich Land. And it is a zoo with ostriches. And it's just off the highway coming into Solving, and you can see the ostriches, and they have emus, right off the side of the road. You can feed them and visit the gift shop of ostrich-related items, including eggs, another place that might be fun with littles. We've driven by there so many times, and I do want to go there someday. We always so, say, yeah, I know. We want to stop. So when we take the, uh, the grandbabies, maybe yeah. someday. Yeah, I don't know. One of the grandbabies is scared of big birds, apparently. Well, those birds we just are huge. had a ge- we had a goose moment yesterday. Oh, did you now? Yes, we did. Okay, well, the ostrich would be like a monster compared to the <laughs> yeah. goose. There's plenty of museums in town as well. One of the ones that we haven't been to yet is the Elverholm Museum. We hear it's a gem in the heart of the city that celebrates Danish culture, 
and it's one of the few museums outside of Denmark that's devoted to Danish culture and the Danish-American experience. So that is on our list for a future visit. Solvang also has a trolley, a fun option for families. You can ride on the historic wooden horse-drawn streetcar. It's a replica of the 19th century Danish streetcar and just one more example of Solvang's rich cultural heritage. And there are many other museums in town, including the Windling Museum of Art and Nature, the Solvang Vintage Motorcycle Museum, and the Amber Museum and Hall of the Danes. So, like many towns, there's usually certain times of the year where there's special events that happen. Solvang is no different. We're going to tell you about two times of the year that you might want to think about coming to Solvang, even though it's a place that is wonderful any time of the year. But in September, they host something that's called the Danish Days Heritage Festival. It's usually held the third weekend in September. This year, it's going to be September 16th through the 18th. And this year, the festival will mark a triumphant return since it's been paused over um, the last two years because of COVID. Danish Days kicks off with a parade of Danish costumes, horse-drawn wagons. You can explore Old World Artisans Marketplace, watch Viking Age reenactments, and toast your neighbor in the beer and wine garden. And if you're so inclined, you can compete in the Abel Skiver eating contest. I myself only like one or two, but... <laughs> can we go? Of course we can go. Let's go. But but I'm not joining that contest. We could just, just watch. Oh, no, I would yeah. not make it. No, they I al- would not win. Yeah. They also have storytelling by a local Hans Christian Andersen. And like many European-type festivals, you're going to find music, folk dancing. And they also have a special Danish day's breakfast on Sunday morning. So it's it's an immersive experience. They do recommend that if you want to attend... Get your tickets in advance, which you'll find on eventbrite.com. And uh, yeah, that, that could be something that we experience yeah. at some point. I know one year in the past, they had a thing called A Taste of Solvang on a weekend, mm-hmm. and we did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this sounds like it's much bigger. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, in December, just a couple months after that, they have Yule Fest. And this year, the tree lighting ceremony for Yule Fest will be held on December 3rd. And you'll find Yule Fest activities continuing through the Christmas season until they host their tree burn on January 7th. Solvang, California is listed by the New York Post as one of the 10 best Christmas towns in America. Reader's Digest has named Solvang as the best Christmas town in California. Yule Fest comes complete with nostalgic Christmas lights, ornamented trees, seasonal music, shopping, light shows. It sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. There is a candlelight walking tour that meanders through the small town. I think we might have to do both. I think, yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm particularly interested in this one because last year we had such a great time in Nevada City. You had heard about a Christmas Mm -hmm. event that they do there kind of around the same time of the year. And that was such a blast, and I didn't realize that a number of towns do these kind of Christmas celebrations. So if Solvang has one of the best, or what's claimed to be the best, it would be neat to go there, do a compare and contrast, and maybe even hit some others as well. Maybe it's and a thing that we plan on going this year, because I'm sure we'll be there, give us a ping, let us know. We'll meet up with you. Yeah, we will. Maybe we'll share in some mold wine. 
Yulefest is definitely on my list. So we're going to uh, look at the calendar and block off a weekend in December and drive back up. So let's talk about a little bit about the weather. So Solvang is a lovely place to visit any time of the year, but we prefer it when the weather's cooler. It's a town that does ask you to do a lot of walking. So doing so when it's hot is not necessarily the most comfortable experience. That's what we ran into last week. So they'll think the weather was like in the 90s. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But, well, we're used to it though. But by the time it got to early afternoon, we decided we were going to go back to the yeah, campground. Yeah. And speaking of the campground, our lodging experience in the area has been limited to RV parks. So we have two that we'll talk about very briefly. Yeah, we, we've experienced some great RV resort style lodging at a place called Flying Flags RV Resort. So if you do have an RV, this is a viable place for you. It's very nice. But you can also stay there if you don't have an RV, right? Oh, at Flying Flags? Yeah, yeah, they have cabins. They also have airstreams yeah. that are permanent, and it's permanent lodging, so you can rent one of those. Yeah, so that's, and I think we've talked about this once a time in the past, but before we ever got our airstream, we went to Flying Flags and spent a weekend in one of the ones that you can just stay in, just for you and I to get a sense get of, a sense. can we, how, how would it feel to stay in something yeah. like this? And next thing you knew... We were buying ourselves <laughs> we an Airstream. And this time around, we stayed at Lake Kachuma Campground, um, which is a nice campground. It does have um, hookups. So that's a viable option if you want to visit Solvang during any one of these festivals. You can do that also. And there, there are plenty of hotels in town as well. Many. Yeah. Many hotels. Let's jump to some fun facts, Julie. Fun facts. Though only about 10% of residents in the 21st century are Danish, the town attracts many tourists from the Nordic countries and has been subject to several Danish royal visits, most recently by Prince Henrik in 2011. Solvang has a half-size bronze replica of Denmark's famous Little Mermaid statue that's located in the fountain at the corner of Mission Drive and Elisol Road. It's been there since 1976, and it's the only one that's been authorized by the heirs of the sculptor of the original one, who created the original in 1913. And that one you can still see gracing Copenhagen's harbor today. Here's another one. Much of the Oscar-winning film Sideways was filmed in Solving in nearby Buellton. Mm-hmm. And the 40th president of the United States, Ronald Reagan, had his Rancho del Cielo, which was serving as the Western White House during his administration, just six miles from downtown Solvang. And President Reagan would cast his vote during elections at Solvang Veterans Memorial Hall in this small village. So that's a little overview of this city. I don't know that it's a place that you can do enough justice to talking about it, but it's when, when you roll up to it in your car, you're almost you know taken out of your typical American city and you're you're in a, a European place. It's got that European vibe, different kinds of foods. Oh, one of the things I think we didn't mention is in Solvang, you're, you're not going to find your big name type of stores. You're not going to find your McDonald's or your in and outs It's very mom and poppy, local community. 
So you get a very unique experience when you visit this place. Well, yeah, and it's intended to be that way. So somewhere along the way, they wanted to preserve that Danish European feel, mm-hmm. and they were very successful. Yeah. There's so many wonderful things to visit in Southern California. We particularly enjoy places like this that are outside the hustle and the bustle of downtown Los Angeles. You start to drive up north, everything gets more relaxing, it gets more quiet, and you find these gems of cities and things to do. If you've never been, and if you find yourself in Southern California, definitely worthy of consideration. I totally agree. So we hope you've heard some things that will help you plan your visit to Solvang. If you're not subscribing to us yet, take a minute to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite source for podcasts and catch our future episodes. And we'd really appreciate it if you did leave us a review. We liked to read them. And most weeks you can also follow our adventures on our YouTube channel, also called The Places Where We Go. Sometimes we're posting videos of recent trips. Sometimes we're posting videos of products that we're using on our trips. There's always something new and interesting. And most Saturday mornings, the new episodes come out. So do watch out for that. And we do have podcasts for those that are interested in downloading and listening maybe on your road trip. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you again checking out our channel, listening to our show, and hope to see you at the places where we go. Bye-bye. If you have any comments or information to share with us about travel, you can write to us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Places Where We Go. You can find us on Twitter as The Places Where One, the number one. And you can watch our travel adventures on YouTube, where our channel name is The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at the places where we go. See you next time. Bye now.